So you actually are warming yourself up to get started for the day and you'll actually charge into a workout or sunshine or wherever you're going on your day. You actually get a better start. No snoozing. Snoozing's bad, but warming you up, you won't you won't go back to snooze if you do a warm awake alarm. I'm Todd Youngblood. And I'm Tara Youngblood, and this is the Lifestylist Podcast. Today's show is one near and dear to my heart due to how much our guests have done to improve my sleep with their technology over the past few years. This is episode 405 with Todd and Tari Youngblood from Sleep Me, Inc. Todd and Tara are the minds behind the revolutionary cooling mattress pads, the Cube, formerly called the Chili Pad, the Uller, and the Doc Pro Sleep Systems. They are visionary leaders in sleep health, which is why I was so excited to talk to them in this episode. Now, since launching the Chili Pad in 2007, Tara has spent over 10,000 hours studying the science of sleep. Applying her analytical skills from her physics and engineering background, her current passion is to shape the future of sleep-driven health by making sleep easy and drug-free. Now, in this conversation, we covered tons of great info about why we need sleep and all the ways you can improve it. But here are just a few key points to pique your interest. The fact that Todd's uncle invented the waterbed how Todd and Tara have overcome the challenges of running a business as a married couple, why cold pads are so much more effective than simply sleeping in a cold room, why men and women almost always prefer different sleep temperatures, how I've managed to cut my electric bills in half by minimizing the use of air conditioning at night, the genetic explanation for why you're a morning person or not, in my case, the history of humans as midday nappers and how the 9 to 5 pattern disrupted this, the truth about light sleep versus REM and why you need both, their exciting new development that combines sleep tracking with real-time optimization, and most excitingly, how you can indulge in a pint of ice cream before bed and still get great sleep. I was happy to hear this myself. Unfortunately, that's a habit I've developed recently. More about that later. And why bad sleep scores might be an indicator of overall good health. The best supplements for hacking sleep, how to use blue blockers, like my brand Gilded, for example, correctly to optimize your sleep cycle, and how they are making this tech as accessible as possible and their wonderful initiative to optimize first responders and veteran sleep. As you're going to learn in this interview, nothing has helped improve my sleep like their products, honestly. Now, I started out with the Chili Pad, then the Uller, and now their brand new model called the Doc Pro. And I got to say, it is insanely cool, no pun intended. So if by the end of the show you want to explore their technology for yourself, here's what you do. Go to lukestory.com slash docpro. And these guys have been kind enough to give you 10% off the Doc Pro with code Luke10, 22% off all of their other units with the code Luke22. Again, that's lukestory.com slash docpro. Okay, let's go ahead and get into this sleep special with Todd and Tara Youngblood. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend who could use some sleep support. I'll see you on the other side. All right, you guys, let's talk about some sleep. Fantastic. Great to see you again, Todd. I know, it's been a while, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. We did an episode way back in the day at Paleo FX. That's right. Right. And that that was, well, not that I don't do that anymore, but that was like in the gorilla days when I would just like go and basically poach people off the, you know, yep. the tech hall floor and be like, <laughs> what's this thing you made? This is cool. Let's talk about it. You know, we are upstairs pigeonholed in the second floor of the Palmer Center. That's yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And you guys have come such a long way. And, and also so glad that I found you uh, because as we'll talk about, not, there's nothing that even comes close to having 
optimize my sleep than what you guys have created. That's great. Really great to hear. Yeah. And I'm so glad, uh, Tara, that you came along too. Yeah. Yeah. He, it was nice. To, he could bring me this time anyway. Yeah. It's cool. Cause I've been <laughs> listening, as I always do, I've been listening to podcasts with you and I'm like, oh, Tara's like the secret weapon in the company. You know, a lot of stuff. So I'm like, we're going to, we're going to extract much wisdom from you today. Yeah. Definitely a sleep geek. So first thing I want to ask you guys as a married couple that both run a company, what's that like? And how have you, have you had any challenges with that? And if so, how have you oh, learned pretty to regularly. overcome them? I have quit so many times. I'm like, I can't work with you anymore. <laughs> I'll get a job at McDonald's first. And I don't even like McDonald's. So that says like, I would do that instead. But we've generally gotten, so we have our rules of like, because I, you know, back to sleep, I'm a morning person. So by nine o'clock, if he brings up work stuff and says, hey, I don't think we can, you know, do something by tomorrow. And I'm like, I'll stay up all night and not be able to sleep. And then he doesn't really want to hear at 6 a.m. when I'm up, like, I've solved that problem. I'm ready to go. He's like, give me till eight. I want to warm up. So we've kind of figured out our, our rules of, of how do we navigate that? How long have you guys been married? 26 years. Oh, yeah, wow. So a long okay. time. We met the first day of college and we were both engineering students. Uh, I lasted three days. And I, I canceled all my classes. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, but it's definitely not this. So yeah, we've, we've got all kinds of crazy stories about running life for four kids together. We've been running businesses together as co-founders since 2000. So 21 years. Wow. Yeah. We've got, if you can imagine a crazy triumph slash struggle as entrepreneurs, we've just about seen them all. So wow, kind of a fun adventure. Well, I guess if you guys haven't figured it out by this time, you, you, something's wrong. <laughs> That's right. That's a long time to be running companies together. I know a lot of people start out with that intention because we love each other's company mm -hmm. and we have a great idea and we're passionate about the same things. But then when it gets into you know the practicalities of having a romantic and a business relationship. A lot of people have a hard time with that. I've tried it and it was very challenging. Yeah, we have a 51% rule that we kind of live by. So like if an issue comes up and it's, I don't really care that much about it. I'm like, this is not 51% for me. If it's 51% for you, go ahead. And this is, this is yours to make. And, you know, we kind of hold that, I guess that pull back that veto vote of like, nope, you know, this is really important to me. This is my, I'm going to pull 51% on it. This is not an equal, I, I, I want this, I need this, this has to happen. And we, so far that has always served us to be that tiebreaker of, okay, you're going to, I'm going to let you run with that one. That was your 51% thing. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Usually like when you're actually having an art, a disagreement or, or a difference of opinion about an issue, the, the emotional energy almost always comes from an, another issue. Rarely is it like focused just on that one issue. It's like the baggage you bring in any relationship or any situation. So like the 51% rules have really been a fun way to like, hold on a second on this one issue. Do you really care that much? Or are you just like pissed about the other six things that right. happened like yesterday right. or last week ago? Things like, no, yeah, actually you're right. I really don't care about this issue. I was just kind of frustrated about that. Da, da, da. You said like, you were going right. to get the garbage disposal <laughs> fixed and you didn't do that either. Right. That's, that's cool. So, this show and my lifestyle in general is all about achieving maximum health on all levels, mental, emotional, spiritual, and of course, physical. When it comes to the physical, I do my best to avoid guesswork, which is why I love this company, Inside Tracker. They've created an ultra-personalized performance system that analyzes data from your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and even fitness tracker to help you optimize your body and reach your wellness goals. 
Getting all of this info about your body adds an exponential level of precision and customization to your inside tracker action plan. And when it comes to biomarker testing, I want to go for the max level of health, not the average. For example, my recent inside tracker testing revealed that my inner age is 47, which is cool because I'm currently 51. But I also found that my cortisol and LDL cholesterol was high. Fortunately, my vitamin D was optimized, probably because I get out in the sun so often, as were my magnesium and inflammation markers. So I had a little bit of work to do. And the cool part about getting this info is now I can use their app and web platform to improve based on their personalized diet, supplement, and fitness recommendations. So with Inside Tracker, you can track your progress and adjust based on real-time feedback from your body. Then you retest every three months to see what's working and maybe more importantly, what's not, or even adjust your goals to develop a new action plan. This is an awesome tool for those of us wanting to make the best use of our time and money when it comes to being healthy. And you, my friends, can get on board right now and get yourself optimized. Just go to insidetracker.com slash Luke, where you will save 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. So again, just use the link insidetracker.com slash Luke. So you guys, just yesterday, and I didn't know this, you launched your new product, the Doc Pro. And for those listening, you're going to learn all about you know, we're going to talk about sleep and all the things that you guys have innovated, which are so awesome. But I want to tell you a quick, funny story. So the Doc Pro is the the new kind of motherboard and it comes with this incredible mesh pad. It's it's kind of the, the uh, Rolls Royce of the, you know, what was once the chili pad. So I got it a few days ago. It was here in the office and I had it in a box and I wanted to shoot some video and stuff about it. Um, so I didn't want to bring it to our temporary apartment that's not very sightly and a bit off brand. But I didn't want to be unintegrous or, you know, inauthentic and talk about it today without having having used it. So last night I was like, oh God, I got the interview with Todd and Tara tomorrow. I got to sleep on this one night so I can talk about it. So I plugged it in. It's super easy to set up, by the way. Some of this tech stuff is really annoying to set up. You know, when it syncs to your phone, it doesn't work and all that. So good job on that. But I plug it in and I set it to my normal setting, which is like 65 maybe usually on an average you know, ambient temperature night. And, and I woke up freezing my ass off. This thing gets so cold because on the Uller, the kind of middle unit, the, the second iteration, if it's warm out, I'll put that on low, like 61 yeah. or something. And it's just right. You know, I don't even pay attention. I'm just like low. So whatever you guys did, I learned my lesson last night <laughs> and the temperature is real. You're going to get that temperature. Yep. And it was hella cold. So congratulations on nailing that. So when I used it yesterday, I didn't know that yesterday was the official launch. So by the time this recording comes out, it'll had, I don't know, a few weeks it will have been out. So maybe just to ramp up the excitement, tell me and those listening what you guys did with this latest innovation. Yeah, pretty fun stuff. So the reason it felt so cold is a couple of different reasons. Number one, it has twice the thermal capacity of anything else we've ever made. So we're, we're measuring in terms of watts, watts of cooling capacity. So the control unit itself, the Doc Pro, has almost 100 watts of cooling capacity. So it's fantastic. And we'll get into why those matter and and why we did that in a minute. And and the reason that in the bed it felt so cold is the new pad, as you mentioned, that's a mesh top and it's got a urethane membrane that the water flows through. So there's no tubes. 
But because there's no tubes, it's five times the surface area of contact. So when you lay on it, rather than laying on tubes, that you're basically the, the conductive element of the thermal exchange is happening between the tube and your body. But it's only really in that surface area of contact that it's having the thermal transfer. So if we have basically a mesh network, more or less, of water that is still highly breathable, there's airflow between it, and we've designed it so it's comfortable to lay on, you get all of the thermal transfer of the entire grid network you're laying on. So five times the thermal surf the surface area of what you're laying on. So the conductive right. the thermal capacity of exchange is radically higher. Ah, that makes sense because the older pads, they had the little silicone veins inside yep. them. And yep. you, I mean, it wasn't uncomfortable, but you could feel them if you put mm -hmm. your hand on it, right? You're like, oh, that's where the veins are. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, wow. they're all gone. And we, we actually took us Crazy. about two years to come up with using very, very detailed flow diagrams and mapping to engineer a flow path that even when you're laying on it, it still flows beneath you. There's like a bias of the diameter of the grids that they're, they're widest at the middle where you're going to most likely lay on it and they get a little bit thinner as they get to the outside. So it pushes the water underneath oh, you. Oh, that's so like, cool. There's all kinds of stuff. Like that's where we get so excited. We've literally been working on this product for three years. So I remember seeing you at the biohacking conference and I think you had one under the table and you're like, this thing's not out yet, but it's going to be awesome. Another cool thing about it, I mean, it's a minor thing, but if you use something like this all the time, it helps is the, there's like a little reservoir tank now mm -hmm. where you fill up the water. Cause I found with the other ones, and again, not a big deal. I'm happy with whatever, but <laughs> it was hard for me not to overfill it, you know, cause yep. it has a little spout. And so I have like a jug of distilled water and then I it overflow on the floor and I could never quite get it right. So I like that it has a little removable reservoir can you can just pop the top off and fill it up super easy exactly yeah, yeah we've been listening for feedback we care a lot about you know making the best product man and part of that is listening to your customers and like you know we have a very kind of new power approach to our business and it's really a vision that tara brought you know kind of her her leadership style and that's like listen to listen to customer feedback right listen to like user experience we're always trying to find a better way to do it like we're never done that product as excited as we are about it we're already like all right what can we do better what can we do better so yeah but you know the fact that it launched yesterday and you get to try it on its inaugural day pretty fun yeah great, great great timing. purely by chance i had no idea that i thought it was everyone had it already so yeah that's cool no you're one of the first right on another thing about it and you know we'll talk about a bunch more stuff i think this is just top of mind because when i get a new tool or toy which are often the same thing i just get pumped um there was something else about it oh much quieter yeah. So it's got an amazing fan in it. We really spent time, you know, actually we lined up the fans and like literally tested one by one. Not, you know, there's, there's a decibel rating, but there, you know, as you, if you listen to music, there's a difference between, you know, just being loud and being an amazing sound. And so we, not only did we dial it in from just total volume, but you'll, you'll hear the quality of the sound is very different for the fan. The resonance that comes off of it is really bit, we really dial that in to be a pleasant resonance versus just quieter. Because quieter, as we know, isn't isn't all the same straight across. They right. Can be different you could have of like a, a car honking its horn at different volumes, <laughs> but the, the level of annoyance is going to depend on the tone of the horn, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's dialed all the way down to that level. That's cool. All right. Well, I'm stoked for you guys. Well, we're going to do a bunch of stuff here, but I wanted to cover that just because I said it was top of mind. So a little bit about my history with the stuff you guys make. First, I'm just going to say, and this is, 
it'll sound like I'm just saying this because you guys are here, but this is the honest to God truth. Um, I've been really focusing on sleep for many years when I've done a number of episodes about sleep, one with you, one with the CEO of Aura Ring, different sleep experts. There's nothing in the entire world of alternative health or biohacking to me that outweighs the impact of sleep. So I don't care how many supplements or PMF things or infrared saunas or red light therapy or all the things. I mean, I have tons and tons of amazing and powerful tools. None of them, if I woke up sleep deprived and did every single thing I have, it would never equal a good night's sleep. You just can't beat it. And beyond that, as I've come to learn that, trying to kind of you know, hack sleep deficits. Mm -hmm. So I started tracking my sleep and really putting a lot of focus on it. And not one thing has helped my sleep as much as the chili sleep technology, beginning with the first model, which was the chili pad. Like my sleep scores, my quality of life, everything has gone up immensely. And there's literally nothing that helps my quality of sleep as much as controlling the temperature, specifically under where I'm sleeping, not like the room. Cold room is nicer than a hot room, but still... I don't get the kind of sleep that I get from what you guys have created. So the science is, is pretty fun when you get we can deep dive yeah, into that. The I science do that. of why that is is beyond just our product, but temperature has an amazing spot in how sleep works. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into that, but I just want to give you guys props on that. And also to that point, I know what I was getting at. I've actually packed my chili pad in my suitcase. I remember a couple of years ago, I went to Spain and it was, I think it was in the summer. It was hot as hell. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what these hotels are, what the AC situation is. So I literally like took an extra suitcase, packed my chili pad, plugged it in in every hotel. And it actually um, saved the trip mm-hmm. because as I predicted, there was a lot of dot. It was on the island of Majorca. And so some of it was less developed than others, depending on where we stayed. Yeah. And I've taken it on numerous road trips. And so I don't know that I would fly with it all the time. I'd probably just pay extra for a hotel that has really cold AC. But that's how like addicted to yeah. it and dependent upon it I've become because I now I know what good sleep feels like and how I feel when I get it. So when I don't, which is usually because I'm overheating, it's just absolutely imperative that I pay attention to that. And so for sure. And yeah. you know, we've made every system we've ever made with a smart power supply inside it. So you don't have to worry about any voltage wherever you go. As long as you have a cord that'll fit into it, it'll power, it'll take the power that's available. So we oh, totally cool. designed our systems with the expectation that we know we're ruining a lot of vacations that you got to bring extra stuff with you because once you get your sleep dialed in, it's kind of hard to, you know, to walk away. In fact, that's why Tara and I, we got a motor home because we're like, we love our sleep. So we literally take our whole bedroom with us when we go on vacation, if we can stay on the East coast, because like our sleep is, we know the impact of it. It makes everything else better, right? You can, when you're out there kayaking or biking or paddleboarding, it's that much more fun because you slept great the night before. So, but yeah, the, yeah. the smart power supplies, you know, that's on all our systems so that we make it easier for people to travel. Sweet, with. dude. Sweet. I don't know that any, everyone's as extreme to me to fly with them. You know, they're pretty substantial, but on that particular trip, definitely, definitely well, helped, Let us you know. know. We actually have Pelican cases that we have designed no for that way. because- and, well, if you're in the sleep business, it's you can't show up to something and be exhausted because right. it doesn't really sell the product if you're dragging at a trade show. So we travel with them. We've made it for lots of different 
celebrities or VIPs uh, that need to travel wow. with it. So full professional sports teams have the ability to pack those up and travel with them. So wow. I got a Pelican case right over there for my, my mobile studio. I love those things. So we talked a bit about your working relationship. Let's talk about the difference in sleep temperature preference between men and women. I always say that, you know, well, the relationship that I'm in has lasted. Some of the others obviously didn't, not necessarily because <laughs> of sleep incompatibility, but I've never slept with a female partner uh, in my life that prefers the same temperature as I. It seems overwhelmingly that they like to sleep warmer, including mm -hmm. my wife, Allison. Is that is that pretty universal? Yeah. How many marriages have been saved by having the ability to control the temperature on either side? Yeah, so the, it definitely is a, a you know a relationship saver from that perspective. But temperature for women in particular, we're just messier with our hormones, and so temperature is one of those things that throughout life changes a fair amount for females, even more than males. It'll it's not just attached to BMI or or the size. There's a metabolism factor. So we get really small athletes. We've done a bunch of tests on women's soccer teams, different professional women's athletes, women's cycle team. They all benefit from it being much cooler, but they're running at a high metabolism, high performance rate. And so you really almost need to think about it in terms of we're all human engines and what that engine is. And most of the time, women like to warm up to fall asleep, but they'll still benefit by sleeping cooler after the fact. And even throughout their menstrual cycle or again, lifetime, that's going to change pretty significantly. They'll run hotter right before their period. So they may actually change more throughout a month or throughout a year than, than guys do, but that's a, a hormonal factor. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I've noticed with Allison, because we haven't set it up here because we're still kind of in flux, but when we were back in LA, we had the two units and then we eat two Ullers, right? And then we each on a king bed, we each have our own pad. And, and I would set mine just cold all the time, but she would put hers on the timer in the app. Mm -hmm. So it was like real toasty when she got in bed and then it would cool off during the night and then it would wake her up warm, which is mm -hmm. a really cool feature. And I just haven't got that high tech with mine. But now that I'm thinking about it, that would be pretty nice because it kind of sucks waking up when you're cold. You don't want to get up. Yeah, actually, you, know? you don't want to wake up cold. Actually, you want to wake up warm. And it goes back to we evolved to sleep outside. We evolved not with climate control environments where it's all one temperature. So when we get into the science of why temperature is one of those extreme ways in which you can control your sleep, there is something called a sleep switch. It wasn't discovered by us. It was Clifford Sapir out of Harvard, but there is a sleep switch and it's triggered by a change of temperature. And so it depends on the person. So you may have a spectrum of people, even just putting on warm socks, again, probably more for a female warming up your toes may be enough to help trigger that all the way to an extreme where 20 minutes in an ice bath may be part of getting that same sleep profile. Arguably, I still prefer a Doc Pro to an ice bath at, right before I <laughs> go to bed. But right. if you are ever totally stuck and you can't fall asleep, you can't do it right before you go to bed. It has to be about an hour. But an hour before you go to bed, a 20-minute ice bath, and you'll get amazing deep sleep and you'll totally crash out. But it's not always fun to spend 20 minutes in an ice bath. It really depends on what you like to do for your ice plunges or if that's something you like to do. 20 minutes is a long time and I'm a daily ice bather, but that, that's, that's a long, a long time. time. It's kind of, it's funny though. I've noticed that it's a bit counterintuitive, but if I 
take a cold shower before bed, you'd think it would wake you up and make you not sleepy. But as long as it's not right before you go to bed, it does actually help you fall asleep. It's really weird. Yeah. And it'll trigger deep sleep. So it's matching the circadian rhythm again. The planet's getting colder. Your body's looking to get colder to fall asleep. And in particular, deep sleep really needs your body to be cooler. And that's just the problem of today's mattresses and climate control. You're really not able to get that same cooling that you need to, to get really great sleep. But then the second half of the night, you really want to warm up. The planet's warming up and that's actually more for REM sleep. So you want to, if you want to be in balance, you really want to warm up. And if you really warm yourself awake, you turn off sleep and you get a burst of cortisol when you wake up. And so you actually are warming yourself up to get started for the day. And you'll actually charge into a workout or sunshine or wherever you're going on your day. You actually get a better start. No snoozing. Snoozing's bad. Makes, but warming you, you up, you won't you won't go back to snooze if you do a warm awake alarm. So that's why I noticed in the app, you guys have a, a, a button that's warm to wake. Mm-hmm. Just, and, if, and if you literally you think about being snuggly in bed, but if you warm up to wake your in the morning, you literally will pop up and you'll you'll feel the difference. It's it's a burst to wake. Wow, that's interesting. Way cooler than an alarm clock too. Way cooler than alarm clock. Yeah, I don't like using alarm clocks. I mean, I've built a job that doesn't require that I have to be anywhere super early. And I, I'm a night person like you, Todd, and my wife's a morning person. It's so interesting to be with someone like that too, because. 8.30, p.m., she smoked. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's over. There's no more conversations or, you know, it's just like cuddle a bit, whatever, do things, but not talk or do anything active. And then in the morning, like until 10 or 11 a.m., I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I can't look at my email. I don't look at my phone. I'm just like, wake up, Luke, wake up. It takes me a couple hours to feel like I'm awake. It's so interesting. If you were lucky enough to hear episode 389 with Dr. Chris Wrench, you'll understand how important mitochondria is to your energy levels and overall health. So I'm always looking for ways to upgrade my mitochondria and age as slowly as possible through supplements and biohacks. My latest obsession in this category is something called MitoPure, a breakthrough postbiotic that activates your body's natural defense against aging and assists in mitophagy or the clearing out of old bogus mitochondria. It's the first product to offer a precise dose of a compound derived from pomegranate called urolithin A. In fact, MitoPure is the result of over 10 years of research by scientists at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. You can get your daily dose of 500 milligrams of MitoPure by using the berry powder, which I add to my smoothies, yogurt, and other drinks. And they also have a vanilla protein powder for muscle building and also soft gels for on-the-go convenience. This is a powerful and super easy way to upgrade mitochondrial function, increase cellular energy, and improve muscle strength. If that sounds like a good plan to you, here's what you do to get on a MitoPure subscription. Visit TimelineNutrition.com. And right now, as a special offer for you Lifestylist listeners, you can use the code LUKE10 to get 10% off any 2, 4, or 12-month MitoPure plan at TimelineNutrition.com. I've heard you talk about the the chronotypes. Could you maybe, you know, beyond just people being in a, a partnership with someone, but is it true that we really have different sleep styles? And if so, how malleable are they? Because I feel like I've been trying since 
probably kindergarten to become a morning person and it's never worked and I'm 51. Yeah. So it's really the length of your PER3 gene. So it is hardwired in what you are. It'll take a really extreme act. The military works really hard. They're, you know, they literally sleep deprive you for three or four days. They put you through an extreme change. And even then they may not be successful in totally switching you to a morning person. So you're not alone. That's not an easy switch. You're really driving against what you're genetically predisposed to be. That is, that is your chronotype. It's a quiz you can take. So you don't have to do a fancy DNA test necessarily to get that. It's a pretty standard quiz. And then you're like, yeah, this is this is me. And, you know, it's a spectrum like anything else, that bell curve that everyone looks at. There's an extreme, you know, morning person. They're waking up at 4 a.m. ready to go. They're pretty extreme night person, almost all the way to that three, four in the morning. They may stay up and, and do that. But the rest of us really fit, you know, morning person closer to that we call it in our app a daylight, but it is that middle of the road that most people can function in where they're going to bed at 10, 11 at night and waking up, you know, reasonably. That's where the workday comes from. But even still, we're, we're so ingrained to this eight hours of sleep, all sleeping in what time, you know, night people, they really love naps. They can do naps way better than morning people. So, you know, there's all these different types and different ways of sleeping. You talked about being in Spain. They often will take a nap around four o'clock in the afternoon, have a later dinner. You know, that first sleep, second sleep was very common. Even in like Dickens, you'll see references to it. So it was pretty common to have two sleeps and between 11 and one o'clock, a lot of people mostly night people, were out wandering around, having conversations, having small meals, you know, being social during that time. And we've kind of lost track of the fact that that's just okay. We, we've done, we can sleep however, and we just need to understand who we are. And understanding who you are first is a great way to dive into sleep. What about the relevance of sleep architecture? So, you know, many of us use the aura ring and things like that. And I've noticed that this might have something to do with setting the timing on on your technology too, but my deep sleep is usually pretty good. You know, hour, hour and a half to two hours on a good night, maybe two and a half hours. But then on the nights where my deep sleep is really high, then my REM kind of sucks. It's hard for me to kind of get them balanced and I don't even know what the proper ratio is, but how important is that versus this idea that we have that every person has to get eight hours sleep. Like we, we look more, I think at the total number of hours rather than actually what type of sleep are we getting? Yeah. It's one of my favorite myths to bust. So eight hours didn't exist as a thing until the industrial age when factory workers petitioned to get at least eight hours off. And so we started with this, you know, work schedule that we all kind of look at today. Again, we work really hard to get out of having that work schedule and having to wake up for the eight to five grind. But the eight to five grind has existed part of the industrial age. And that's where the eight hours came from. We did not sleep that way across the planet. There's siestas. Look at our circadian rhythms. They allow for an afternoon nap. They have the same dip right after lunch that they do in the evening. We really are designed to be able to be very flexible on sleep. It's not about the total number of hours, but it does matter what kinds of sleep you have back to that architecture. So there is deep sleep, REM sleep, and light sleep. Those are kind of just the standard types of sleep. Light sleep is probably the thing we know least about, honestly, from a sleep knowledge perspective, but it tends to be the ribbon of things that we that go throughout the night. So that one's the one that's probably most easy to like 
throw it out and say, I don't know what that metric is for light sleep, but it fills in the gaps. We do want two hours of deep sleep and two hours of REM sleep. And oftentimes, if you're cannibalizing your REM sleep, it is because you're getting more deep sleep. Now, if it's in response because you just ran a marathon, then very likely that is going to happen. Your body's going to look for more of that sort of response. If you've just gone through a traumatic event, you may spend more time in REM sleep. You'll see that in extremes and PTSD and depression when there's a high mental state component. REM sleep will cannibalize deep sleep heavily. The good news is sleep is all about your old part of your brain, your brainstem. This is not a new thing that we do. The on-off interval of sleep exists all the way down to the smallest organisms on this planet. They are designed to be on and off and sleep is our off button and we need to turn off. And that's really the important part. We need to turn off and we need to get deep sleep and we need to get REM sleep, but it doesn't really care how you do those intervals. Yeah, that the light sleep that you speak of, that always annoys me. When I look at my sleep score, and it's like four hours of light sleep. I'm like, what is that even? <laughs> like, what, what can I do, you know? How much does the timing of, because, you know, we're talking about sleep in general, but a lot having to do with temperature because it's so impactful. In terms of the sleep architecture, the REM and deep, what's the relevance of the timing of temperature? Yeah. So the timing does help with that that on-off switch. And it is relevant for those different types of sleep of deep sleep and REM sleep. Deep sleep is going to want the first half of the night. And that's really because your core body temperature is dropping two degrees temperature, which when we think about two degrees, when you're running a fever of two degrees, it doesn't feel great. That's significant for your core body to be two degrees difference. And so when it's trying to drop that, that's when you're most likely to get deep sleep. Now, Just like everything else, once you get into physics and the small particles, it's all about probability. So it's not like you're in deep sleep solidly for those two hours. You fluctuate in and out of those different sleep states. The speed of the frequency of your brain is going to change throughout that time. But you're more likely to get deep sleep in the first half of the night. As you get older, that may stretch. So it's nice and neat and tidy like most things when you're 20. But as you get older, it's harder and harder to get deep sleep. And statistically, by the time you're 80, you may get almost no deep sleep. So naturally, without the enhancement of temperature. But again, temperature is talking to the old part of your brain. It bypasses any thinking part. So when you're unconscious, that's how we're able to trigger sleep states without you having to think about it. There's no willpower. There's no remembering. Once you set a schedule and if you set the schedule to amplify the deep sleep in the first half and amplify REM in the second half, we can deliver an amazing sleep at 65, 80, and it's going to look like a 20-year-old sleep. And that's pretty phenomenal. That's the power of temperature. So is that the purpose of on the Sleep Me app? I downloaded the new app last night. I was playing around with that. And I think I scheduled things backwards from what you just <laughs> said. This is probably why I was so freezing. So I had mine at I think at 2.30 a.m. to go down to 65. And that's probably when I woke up like, what is happening? I'm, I'm in an igloo here in the tundra. Is the purpose of the the scheduling in the app so that you can kind of, you know, start to play with that and exactly. and track yeah. your sleep and find the sweet spot to get your deep earlier and then warm up a little to go into REM later in the night. Exactly. Yeah. And and we also find we have like shift workers. We have people that have weird schedules that aren't always able to back to the, it doesn't have to be from 10 to, to six that you sleep. Using temperature as a way you can hack your sleep to sort of amplify that no matter when you go to sleep. Obviously, ideally matching it to your chronotype is going to help you get there faster and it's a way to reset that. But it, it really doesn't matter. It can trick trick that brain into saying, yes, it's time to get deep sleep. Okay. Then 
In terms of sleep tracking, what have you guys found to be the most accurate? There's something, there's the whoop thing or something. I don't know. I don't have that. I've just had the aura ring forever. And I mean, so we're launching our own sleep tracking. Um, you don't say later this year. Yes, really. So screw aura ring. Those other ones, yeah. they all suck. No, no. <laughs> well, no. I'm just so, kidding. I'm we just can kidding. tell you what's different about them yeah. for sure. So yeah. a couple things. I mean, I think we look at sleep tracking right now. One of the biggest problems with sleep trackers is that they don't. They struggle to bring causality to. It's a measuring stick, right? So you're getting a measuring stick. You're getting feet biofeedback, but it's not always actionable information, or you don't really know what to do or what's causing, a, say, a bad sleep outcome. And so, you know, our vision is to connect the sleep state, which we're going to do in real time, and feel that re- be able to feed real time to be able to set and recommend temperatures. So when you're able to connect the two systems, this is coming on board like right around later. Day. So kind of putting, we're throwing it out there that this is coming. It's not available now, but the vision is that this will actually be able to connect the two systems. So if you have real-time sleep tracking and hardware with a real-time intervention, it can automatically change the temperature with an N of one. So it'll determine Luke's story's it'll, yeah, it'll ideal calibrate temperature. To you. It'll calibrate to you. And we'll actually have a training mode because we know EMF is really important to you and a lot of people in your audience. It has the training mode. So you can basically have a train on your, your unique data set and then turn off and live in airplane mode and then you can retrain it over time but you know we we have done a lot of research on the other sleep uh, tracking systems and you know aura we love aura guys tara and i both wear aura rings you know but they really struggle with the full 360 view they can't tell you exactly when you go to bed they can tell you when you're asleep in general and they really struggle between deep sleep and REM sleep. So, because yeah, the are- sleep stages accuracy is is really where most all sleep trackers fail. You know, across the board, if you hit them up on the accuracy of sleep states, it's going to be forty to sixty percent versus your HRV resting heart rate. That's where they really rock it. It's not real time, and where why real time is important. You know, all of them have a battery life. You have to wear them while you're sleeping. This exists in the bed. It doesn't have a battery life, so it's it doesn't have to have a look back. In real time, sleep data is really heavy on the amount of data burn. And so calculating that in real time is is crazy. If you're a math person, it's like crazy calculations. It's really fun if you're a math person. There's some fun part in it, but there's no look back. So in the morning when you wake up like, crap, I sucked last night. What happened? There's no that doesn't happen if it's in real time and we're adjusting while you're unconscious, while you're asleep to sort of mitigate those changes and to be able to have that happen automatically for you. That's that's the goal. You want to show up in bed and have your bed work for you. And that's that's really the goal with the sleep tracker for and, us. And really foundational to really, patents that, that we started filing five years ago. In 2017, we started filing patents about your bed at home at night being your your space to heal. So how can we implement different technologies over time using this real-time sleep tracker so that we can add PMF treatment, we can add sound therapy, light therapy, doing the right thing at the right time when you're already unconscious, you're predisposed to heal at night. So why why is that the dumbest space in our 24-hour day? It's because the technology didn't advance to the point where we could get a feedback loop to know the dosage and the right interventions that would be the right for the right people, right things for the right people at the right time. So that's all something we've designed this sleep tracker, this real-time sleep tracker, to be available in open architecture for other hardware companies to connect to. Oh, so no way. We're, our vision is not like we need to build it all for it to be great stuff. There's tons of great tech out there, lots of great entrepreneurs working on amazing things. 
things. We want our sleep tracker to be an empowerment tool to help other people get better faster. And we think with an open ecosystem and architecture that allows other hardware to be able to leverage our millions of dollars investment in the space, like that's just going to make a better outcome for everybody. Oh, that's super, super cool. Yeah. I use a device called the Happy. You guys know the little ring? Yeah. They're going to be one of our first platform partners for that reason. Yeah. Uh, Again, they need sleep tracking information that interacts with theirs. And so so that's where we can share device control, you know, again, as we, we architected that platform. So that's a, that's an easy pairing. That's so cool. Yeah. That is actually, I don't use it every night just because I don't know that I want something you know, emitting a field on my brain every night, but on nights that I really need sleep, I'll put it on its uh, deep sleep setting for mm-hmm. eight hours and put it under my pillow. And my deep sleep scores are always off the charts on those nights. I mean, it totally works. In fact, we're working 100%. on a, a sleep me recipe that that we'll be we're working on right now with Happy. Oh, cool. So, we'll awesome. let, you know, kind of we're coordinating timing and how that's going to be all yeah. launched and without putting uh, the cart before the horse, but it's definitely we've got an open collaboration. Super excited about their tech and their team. We work really well together. We're excited about doing lots of things together. Yeah, they're great people. Yeah. I've inter- interviewed Scott, their CEO, great guy doing good things in the world. I love it when you guys know each other, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh man, if this thing connected with this thing, it'd yeah. be so awesome. And there you go. You did it. We work with all kinds of great people. And I think that's, you know, that's just a, a, a philosophy. Frankly, I think it really helps Tara and I work well together as well as work with other people of like, it starts with like uh, high ambition with high, uh, high humility. Like we want to be, we just want to do the right stuff and do the right stuff the right way and work with great people. And it delivers better outcomes for everybody. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun moment in time. We've got a lot of amazing things in flight in fact some of the app stuff that tara's working on really cool stuff with with where we're trying to get our app so when you are traveling or if you just a lot of people feel like they suck at sleep like man i've tried everything nothing really works for me i just i'm just not good at sleep i don't sleep well and uh, Tara's got a kind of a, a whole system built out to be able to meet people where they are in sleep and give them some wins so they can start fig- figuring out a way to help themselves sleep better. Because it's not the same five tips that are going to work for most people, right? Like back to get eight hours, stop drinking ca- caffeine at two. Well, that based on, it's based on your chronotype. And it's like, you'd never tell someone, go eat two pounds of food and you'll be healthy. You know, like, well, that's the same as the eight hours of sleep, right? So yeah, we've got some really cool stuff that's that's coming with the app and how we're looking to change sleep for people that aren't getting good quality sleep. With the sleep tracker that you're developing, is that something that's like underneath you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's sensors. We got medical grade sensors. So it's a sensor array. We've benchmarked our algorithms. A company out of Finland called VTT, you know, we've benchmarked. The good news about Finland is they have open healthcare. And so there's access to lots of nights of sleep data in order to be able to benchmark that. So we spent a lot of time getting that algorithm just right in order to be able to get to that higher accuracy on sleep states, which is so important to us. Cool. There's another thing with tracking sleep that is is worth mentioning. It might be useful to people. Having had the Aura Ring for a long time, I got in the habit of, because I put on airplane mode because I don't want the Bluetooth when I'm sleeping. And then right when I wake up, I go look at the app and like sync it and like, oh man, I only got, you know, X amount of RAM deep. And then I find myself being more tired that day. It's like a psychosomatic nocebo kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And over time I started to realize, I think I'm screwing myself because the power of belief, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I don't 
every once in a while, I'll be curious. Like last night I looked because mm-hmm. I tried out a new technology and I wanted to see what happened. But now I kind of do, I'll check once a week and just review the week and be like, Tuesday night sucked. What happened? Oh yeah, I ate a pint of ice cream at 1 a.m. and climbed in bed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. But how much we do We can you- fix that with the Doc Pro, by the way, just so oh, you really? know. And there isn't, uh, the Staples Easy Button equivalent is coming on that because- we can mitigate the difference of that ice cream. So if you are bad, because yes. sleep is an ultimate party pooper, right? Like who wants to like always go to bed at the same time? It does love ritual. It does love habit. But if we you increase your metabolism with ice cream or drinking late, you just adjust your temperature down a little bit and you can mitigate almost all the impact of that. So yes. you can guilt-free enjoy your ice cream. <laughs> just just tap your, your schedule down, but we'll okay. have an automatic adjustment in the schedule that's coming out in an app release by summer. Wednesday nights, ice cream night. That's that's pretty cool. How much do you guys think the psychosomatic, you know, power of belief affects how tired we are when it comes to tracking? It is absolutely why I tell a lot of people don't track your sleep unless you're going to use the data to the to your point. I'm trying a new technology. I'm going to try a new supplement. I'm going to, you know, increase my magnesium intake for the next two weeks. So I'm going to really try tracking that. I'm going to try this new supplement. I'm going to do some new exercise. Then you should track your sleep. But otherwise, it actually is very destructive. Study after study is showing that it is. It's bad news in the morning. Who wants to get bad news to start your day? It actually is very destructive to your hormones, all your good hormones. The last thing we want, we don't get dopamine in the morning if we look and we're like, oh crap. Like it, you feel more tired because you don't have the same rush of, oh wow, that was great. I'm amazing. And you actually, your brain is giving you a feedback loop for that. So there's a chemical response to getting bad news. Well, yeah. And if you feed off of that, yeah, you're going to be tired. And if you're an A-type right. like Tara and you wake up and the first thing you see is a 70 or an 80 or an 82, it's not a hundred. So it starts with like, number one, you're never perfect, right. which unfortunately from a scoring standpoint, it's like, we're all unique. We're unique bio, like we're total unique beings. Why is there a one to a hundred score? Like the whole approach to like one to a hundred means number one, you're never perfect. And if you are, it's like a unicorn, a unicorn sleep, right? You're probably in bed for 10 and a half hours and like, you know, whatever. You, yeah. You broke their algorithm. Yeah. Not set up to maximize you feeling great. And like that gratitude and that moment of like self-love in the morning of like, I feel great. I am like, I am going to have my best day. And you look at the number, you're like, damn it. I already started by screwing up my night last night. Like it's, it's definitely not the best way to start your day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the other thing about it too, is when I go back and look at the prior week, you know, say my score, I'm checking on Saturday and my score this Tuesday past was really shitty. And I think back, it was like, I had a great day that day. I had tons. I felt great. I had tons of energy, you know, but had I looked at it, I'd be like, oh, today's going to be a struggle. I mean, sometimes you sleep less or your sleep architecture is not so hot and you end up for whatever reason, you just feel on point anyway, you know? So it's like- Yeah, sleep sleep hides a lot of things. So sleep is a look back and that's the other complexity with sleep tracking is that you'll see it when you're starting to not feel well. You can see that in your aura scores. A lot of them were benchmarking it for getting COVID, your temperature would change, your HRV scores will crash. All of those will happen when you're starting to get sick. So, but you won't see the symptoms- manifested necessarily in your body 
And even if your body's fighting something and they fought it off, but you didn't really register that you got sick from it, all of those things can happen in your sleep. And it does show up in your sleep scores, but it doesn't mean necessarily, like you said, that you had a bad day. It just means your body was doing something in the background, taking care of you and good for it. Glad it was doing that. But that doesn't mean you you failed at sleep. It just means your body was working really hard to heal your body during that time. Well, and the other good thing point, that happens with really good sleep and you're when, now that you're aware of it and you're listening to yourself rather than just looking at a measuring stick is you're increasing your sleep elasticity. So we're working with like 63 pro sports organizations right now. Pretty much every, every type, every, whether it's NBA or NLB or hockey or pretty much every, every league in some capacity. And what we're doing with these, these folks traveling is if they can sleep really, really well at home, when they travel, they they can overcome sleep adversity better. And so we're trying to get them set up on with road kits and other things, but it, it, it lends itself to the sleep elasticity. If in general you sleep really well at home, one bad sleep is have a, a much lower effect than if you get mediocre sleep and you have a bad sleep and it's like, man, you're wrecked. But you can kind of skip over a, a night of bad sleep. I'm like, eh, it wasn't that big of a deal. You just kind of glossed over it because you had enough built up sleep elasticity that it didn't have the same impact. And and that happens, we've seen it on even measuring someone that hadn't slept with our technology for a while and they've slept on it for maybe a couple of weeks, you know, two, three, four, five weeks. And then they go travel. They're actually, their travel nights are better night's sleep even without the technology, if it's over a relatively short duration. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of neat. What about the, speaking of travel, is there a difference between jet lag and just travel fatigue. I feel like I get travel fatigue a lot, but I'm not, even if I'm not changing time zones, you know, that dramatically, I'll still get smoke just from the travel itself. And I'm like, well, what is that then? The travel fatigue? I, well, there's a ton of EMFs. <clears throat> if you look from a physics perspective, your airplanes are EMF generating machines. You know, so, so as soon as you get on an airplane, the air's bad, the EMFs are bad. You're, you're basically stressing your body out. That's what EMFs do. They put your body in a stress state because it's, it's taking an impact. Even though we can't see it, as you know, it, it's still having an impact. But the, the travel life, moving around, all of that does wear and it creates a stress response in our body. And when we get stressed out, that response is there for a reason. It was designed if an arm got ripped off by a lion, we could respond to it, which is good. But it's exhausting, right? It puts our body in a state where it's it's always on because it's ready for whatever that next thing is. And when we're traveling, we're in an always on kind of state. So beyond the jet lag, beyond the time change, which can mess your sleep up and, and hurt that, there's an always on that needs to get turned off as well. So it's really important to monitor stress. When in doubt, you know, take an extra minute, at least in the bathroom, do a breathing technique. You know, that's where some of the meditations that you talk about just take a minute. And even if you can dump the cortisol for a minute, you'll actually get back a little bit of that fatigue feeling, but it's just because we're always on. There's a state of stress. Even if it's not seeming to be stressful, it can actually still be creating your body, you know, a stress response in your body. And if it's in a stress response the whole time you're traveling, yeah, it's going to wear you out. Yeah. Especially these days, traveling is weirder than ever. Yeah. It's like you're in a low oxygen environment already in a plane and they're like, let's make it lower. And breathe some PCBs or whatever. <laughs> like whatever. Yep. Let's do flame, everything wrong. Let's inhale flame retardants or graphene oxide or whatever the hell is in those things. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. The nervous system stress. I have gotten in the habit over the years to pretty much entire flight. I used to try and work. I bring my laptop, and it's just like that would increase the level of 
mm-hmm. exhaustion upon arrival. Now I pretty much meditate the whole time. I'll listen to the new Calm tracks or Joe Dispenza meditation. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll be over there three or four hours meditating, you know, on long flights. Everyone else is like up eating snacks. I have my eye mask on, earplugs in, headphones on, like, you know, just full disconnection from the entire experience. And I find that to help a lot. Yep. So you you're know, not just, hitting that stress response. Yeah, I just rest way. as much as possible on on the plane. Yeah, because the entire experience is stressful. So yeah, anything you can do to take that away. What about sleep supplements? I've gone through different things over the years. Of course, many people are familiar with melatonin. I just got a new sleep supplement from Ben Greenfield's company, Keon, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really good. It's got tryptophan and a really good bioavailable GABA. Mm-hmm. And one other thing that I forget... And if I take three of those, like an hour before I want to go to sleep, like I am done. I'm sleeping. Yeah, tryptophan is no joke. It is sleeping really really well. Great. So melatonin is naturally released in your body. So it's part of that sleep switch. So if you flip your sleep switch with temperature or naturally dimming light, those environmental triggers, you will actually get a release of melatonin naturally. And so if you treat melatonin as a short-term tool, so you want to treat that of like, I'm not going to do a hormone replacement equivalent. Uh, It's a low level hormone, but it's still replacing that over time isn't good for you. So you want to make sure you're using it as a tool, but things like tryptophan, which occurs naturally in foods, you can use those different factors and they will enhance your sleep. It's really powerful. Again, we've used those over centuries without realizing it. And eat a bunch of turkey. Yeah. yeah, Like, yeah. And you you know, low glycemic (laughs) snacks, you know, Mm -hmm. sleeping is still a fasting state. So again, anything that's feeding our brain while we're trying to do all that recovery sleep stuff is is good for us. What about the magnesium? Do either of you ever play with that? Uh, Tara's got a great uh, story on magnesium. Yeah, Why so it the, doesn't work for so many people. Well, and, and most people really are short on magnesium. Most people do not hydrate well. All water is not created the same as, as we know, but it's really important to understand bioavailability. And you kind of hinted at that in this in your last statement. And, and that's really important. A lot of people drink it with something acidic, which immediately reduces its bioavailability. They haven't matched or taken the time. There's so many different combinations and some combination of magnesium is likely to work better for you. There's a lot of different profiles to kind of consider when it, when what type of pairing you want with that magnesium. And if you eat processed foods, that's going to also hurt your um, bioavailability bioavailability when it comes to magnesium as well. Potassium and magnesium, that's one of the reasons why we're so chronically short of it in, the, in a U.S. society is all that processed food. Well, hopefully people listening to this show are eating yeah, processed they're, they're, food. They're, they're probably saying amen. Yeah, that <laughs> no. is that is a, a big factor in that, that Someone magnesium. might share with their auntie or uncle, you know. If they want like, a good excuse hey, to listen, say, don't eat, you listen, know, Hormel totally. ham. Or- I, ha- I have found magnesium helpful. There's uh, one of our sponsors is a Magnesium Breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the audience hears me talk about it all the time. And they have a great product. It's got um, seven forms of magnesium. Mm-hmm. So you go to the health food store and it's like three and eight, this and eight. You know, it's like, yep. how do you know? So they're cool. We'll just pack them all in one. Those work really well to help sleep. And another company upgraded formulas, the guy, Barton Scott, that I interviewed about minerals, Mm -hmm. he found a way to take, it's only one type of magnesium, but he shrunk the molecules super tiny, way Mm -hmm. smaller than the cells. So you absorb the hell out of it. And I'll sometimes take both just because why not? And the Ben Green, the Keon sleep pills and those two magnesiums, like recipe. Yeah. So I've tried a lot of stuff and it's like, you know, I don't really notice, but that that's pretty much guaranteed to help me. Yeah. Magnesium is involved in that transportation of melatonin and 
in your neurons themselves. So if you don't have a lot of magnesium, you're not going to get great sleep. It's just, you just need that mineral. And we're, you know, where we evolved from, we had a lot of availability to those minerals that has dropped off again, back to that processed food comment, but eating more right. naturally, you're going to get better minerals. You know, your leafy greens are going to have more in them if they're more natural, if they're not chemically modified or, or messed with too much, all of those are going to lose their minerals. And that's important. It's just how we, we evolved to have that as a transportation mechanism. And if we don't have it, it doesn't, our cells don't work the same way. That's super cool. So magnesium helps utilize the melatonin that mm -hmm. your brain's making. It's part of the chemical. Yeah. Part oh. of the chemicals, part of the chemicals you need. Minerals cool. are the base. If you don't have good minerals in your system, you're going to really struggle on, on most chemical reactions in your body. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I don't know how I missed them. I mean, I've always been a little aware of minerals, but lately it's just, they're hitting me in the face. I'm just like hearing about them everywhere and really excited to start learning more. We just spend more time with the dirt. You know, yeah, we evolved know. to, to love, love on dirt and yeah. just even contact. I, I think that's why it's not really even about grounding, but I, I love putting my hands in the dirt. I love growing stuff. And half of it, I think is just, just getting my hands in with dirt. Yeah, Feels I good. agree. I agree. Okay. What about light? You know, I know I have this company gilded. I sell shameless plug blue blocking glasses gilded by lukestory.com. You know, I've been wearing blue blockers for many years and there are some great brands out there, but I wanted to make some that looked really cool and also mm -hmm. block the correct spectrum of light. And so I did that and I, I wear them. Also use these uh, Lumi sleep bulbs in the house mm -hmm. by blue blocks. Those are great. They don't flicker. They're just a red LED light. And so I kind of have a set of daytime bulbs that are brighter and more white, AKA blue, and then a set of, you know, orange or red bulbs. And then I wear my glasses. Dealing with the light temperature has helped my sleep a lot. So I'm convinced, but do you guys have anything to add to? No, I think you pointed the, it out on daylight bulbs versus blue light blockers. I think back to sleep tracking, the one thing people do wrong is you need light you know, to turn off sleep, to be in daylight mode. And so don't wear them too early, wear them in the evening when you're trying to dim light, make sure you still get enough daylight. If you're not going outside for work or taking walks or being outside, then making sure you get enough light on the first half of the day, usually by 9am, you want to make sure you have a good dose of light because that also helps that sleep drive. And it's really important to make sure you get enough light. So before you Think about blocking it, make sure you get enough and then block it, you know, in the evening when you don't want it. So just make sure you're, you're not sort of putting That's, those yeah. glasses on. I've seen people yeah. on a 10 o'clock <laughs> call and where you're like, I'm sure those glasses are cool, but actually wearing them now at 10 a.m. is probably not when you need to wear those. Very and good so point. that's my my first, like, they're amazing, but the number of people that do it wrong. Well, and and <laughs> different chronotypes great. are more sensitive to, to uh, light. You know, so uh, I think right. if you're an early, if you're an early riser, you're probably more sensitive to, to light spectrums later in the day than you or us being Or you'll have else. to wear your blue light blockers earlier. Yeah. So, right. you know, you may be around six o'clock if you're a super morning person that you're going to put those on. But as a night <laughs> person, you may not want to put them on. That's, you're still highly functioning daylight at six o'clock. You know, so. it's funny. They actually, when you put on the right you know, red ones, because we, we have the yellow ones for like computer use and stuff during the day and then the red ones, but they, they make you sleepy. I mean, mm -hmm. you start making melatonin because yeah. yeah. I, I wear them out sometimes to events and things like that. And then I notice like on those nights, I'll be much sleepier when I drive mm -hmm. home. 
Yep. I like it because then I'm not too amped up. Yeah, it home. helps with it does help with being amped up. Like I wore them. We did a sleep challenge in the evening in September and I'm like, I wore them every night on Zoom to try to not be as amped up at the end of it. So it's really helpful. With the morning light, you're talking about getting outdoors, right? Not ideally, like behind I, glass. I, I, yeah. I, ideally. But again, don't wear your glasses like when you're outside first thing in the morning, you know, be enjoy it. Get the vitamin D, be outside, get sunlight. Certainly morning people should by 9 a.m. be outside if they can, even if it's cloudy out like it is today, yeah. you know, get get outside because you're, you're still going to get some of that through. This is one of the most effective ways I've found to get on a better sleep schedule. If I find myself habituating and I'm going to bed at midnight or one, and even if I like it, the rest of the world is not doing that. So it screws up my next day. You know, when I need to switch them around, I'll go and do sun gazing, you know, like watch the sunrise. Unfortunately in Texas, I'm learning it's quite cloudy often, so I don't get the sun much, but even getting out in that bright light. But if I catch a sunrise, like right yeah. when it's coming up the first 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I'll get tired that night yeah. way faster. It's crazy. Because you like, start the clock because the moment you turn off sleep, and that's why turning it off is as important as turning it on. It really helps create that off. You don't want to be in limbo. The mechanism of it literally is an empty balloon to a full balloon. We want to start filling our balloon towards sleep the moment we turn it off. And if it stays in limbo, that's really where it makes it much harder to go to sleep. Right, right. And then what about light in the room? Just not even blue light, but just while you're sleeping, how important is it that the room is pitch black? You know, it's 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 still a spectrum. So it's back to that bell curve. There's going to be people like I'm in a hotel right now and there's one little yellow light I was like staring at last night going, I think I'm going to kill it. I'm going to just like pull it. You know, if I had a BB gun, I'd be <laughs> shooting that light and taking it out because it's in the ceiling staring at me. I'm like, this is terrible. Why do they do that in hotel rooms? I don't know. I'm highly sensitive. I, I don't think it affects Todd nearly as much as it does me back to that chronotype part. And then just, I'm just more sensitive probably to light that he is. And so it really, there is a spectrum of, of those of us that, you know, hate those little blinking yellow lights in the smoke oh, detector I tr- or whatever. I, yeah. I was ready to I travel with to with tape to yeah. cover them yeah, up. Yeah, and we have a travel kit with stickers, which I did not remember yeah. this time. So Some hotel like, rooms, I mean, all those little indicator lights, you don't realize yeah. it. You turn, you know, even if you have blackout curtains, you turn the lights off and it's like, okay, one, two, three, four. There's like five little green or blue lights. Yeah. And right. they emit, to me, I'm, I must be sensitive, a lot of light. Like it annoys yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, know your tools, right? And like yeah. manage them. So yeah, bring tape. Uh, yeah, we sure put that you... in the sweep kits even for the travel teams and things oh, like really? that. Yeah, we have little cool. we have curtain clips and nice. and things like that. Because again, how can... can you make curtains at an even a nice hotel? They don't close. Like right. why why can't they stay closed? So we literally have like little clips. Little binder clips. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. You guys have the same travel yeah. kit yep. that I do. That's no, it's, that's it's pretty really cool. good. We, we designed it for for the pro for actually for MLB teams that were traveling based on their travel schedule. And like you can find them on chillysleep.com right now too, the the travel kit. It's like uh, about 120 bucks or something. Oh cool. but it's literally it's like high quality earplugs, stickers. So blue light blocking stickers, you can put on all the electronics in the room. It's got the curtain clips. It's got, you know, not your blue light blocking glasses, but a real high Come quality on, blue light man. blocking glasses. I, I think we, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, after the podcast, we'll figure that out. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like all the essentials to like manage manage the things that are most create, create greatest sensitivities for the individual. That's, that's super yeah. smart. Speaking of which, I forgot to announce that guys can, guys, well, all people, let's call all humans, guys can catch the show notes for this at LukeStory.com slash sleep. So 
we've been talking about all these different supplements and things and all your products, you can find them there. Also, I don't know if I have this exactly right, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have a discount from you guys on the Doc Pro That's with right. the code Luke 10, mm-hmm. 10% yeah, think, off. Is I that real? Check show notes okay. is probably is the right answer, okay. but discounts are not readily available for Doc Pro. So that's really okay. a special one. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's brand new. So yeah. like getting you don't, a discount on it you is You don't a need good to deal. put it on a discount on it. People yeah. want it. Uh, and then I had another one, Luke 22, for other stuff. Yeah, yeah. and that would be for like the Uller and okay. the Q. Accessor- yeah, does exactly. that count for accessories and uh, those You know, great things? question. We can we, we yeah. will make sure there's some discount for, Thank for you. your audience yeah. and, and all the Luke Story fans out I there. Love sure you, I love it. They get what they need. It's like when you have someone on and they have a cool product. I mean, I'm happy to promote and everyone makes money and it's all good. It's good commerce, but the audience I know sometimes listens is like, I want that thing and I can't afford it. So any little bit helps. So don't worry about the codes guys. Just go to lukestory.com slash sleep and you'll find everything there. Now it's time to turn you on to one of my favorite, deliciously calming nighttime elixirs. It's called Organifi Gold. If you've ever had a golden latte, you know what I'm talking about, but you probably spent $10 on it if you had one. Well, now you can make one at home in about five seconds. And even though it tastes like a dessert drink, this is low sugar and totally guilt-free. My recipe for Organifi Gold is usually some hot spring water, a little grass-fed butter or ghee, or maybe even coconut oil and a giant scoop of gold powder. Then I toss that in the blender and I'm good to go for a super chilled out night and great sleep. The gold mix is loaded with organic, non-GMO superfoods and herbs like turmeric, ginger, reishi mushroom, lemon balm, and turkey tail mushroom. The only real issue I've had with the Organifi Gold is that I go through it so quickly that I can hardly keep my supply intact. So if anyone Organifi is listening, hook a brother up. But seriously, this stuff really does taste amazing and also satisfies my late night sweet tooth while chilling me out after a long day of podcasting. So to get your claws into some of this Organifi Gold, just visit Organifi.com slash Lifestylist. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi with an I, Organifi.com slash Lifestylist. And if you use the code Lifestylist, they're going to hook you up with 20% off. They have an incredible suite of products there, so make sure to cruise the site a bit and use that 20% off Lifestylist code at checkout. I will say from an affordability perspective, especially in Texas, but air conditioning and and the cost of of all of that, we do find that you get your energy back pretty quickly back to, you know, the wattage we're running on, what we're able to achieve from cooling. You're able to increase your air conditioning, you know, that thermostat for your house significantly if you're in bed whether it's eight hours or whatever we've decided is the right number, it is, there is a savings part to, to just oh managing that. We've got some fun, fun study actually in the UK happening right now that will kind of prove that out in a sort of more oh, academic cool. spot, but it is definitely so, helpful that way. Like cooling your bed instead of running an yeah. HVAC in your whole 3000 yep. square foot house or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. When I was in, when I was in LA, I mean, in the summer, I did have to put the AC on a mm-hmm. little bit too. You know, I'd said it's a 72 and with the or something. You would, but with the doc no. pro, like <laughs> based on last night, I don't think you could have, you could, it could be 110 degrees in your room and like, you're still going to be freezing. But that said, um, even with that, my bill was way less than mm-hmm. if I didn't have a cold right. bed. I mean, mm-hmm. if you keep your yeah. place at 67 and it's like, 
you know, 98 degrees outside, sure. wherever you are. I mean, you're going to well, remember about, what my bills were. I think they were like $750 every two months, like crazy uh, amount yeah. of money. Well, think mm-hmm. about the only time you actually feel like we need air conditioning is at night to sleep. Yeah. You know, but if you're like sleeping in a cool bed, like it totally de-risks the air conditioning proposition. Cause like, think if you're spending time outside, especially if you're doing something fun and, you know, outdoorsy, then like, you don't, you don't really care. It doesn't matter if it's 80, 90 degrees. It could be a hundred degrees. You know, if you're hydrated, right. But by the time you go home, by the time you go home, you're like, all right, now I want a cool room because I want to get ready for sleep. That's really, the, it's all about the sleep to get the air conditioning. Yeah. Right. You totally. know, there's some pleasantries about, okay, let's not cook dinner. And if it's 90 degrees in the kitchen, that would be not awesome. But yeah, you know, so there, there's some conveniences, but it's really required to get sleep. Otherwise, well, the thing about the AC too, just in terms of wasting energy and money, unless you have like a wall or window unit in your bedroom, if you have a whole house HVAC system, I, that's always annoyed me that like, I'm Wasting energy and money cooling the entire house. Mm-hmm. I literally only need the bedroom cold. I'm sleeping. Yeah, you're not moving you know? around. You're not doing no, anything. It's, it's super. I don't know. I just don't like wasting stuff. I'm just, I'm like OCD about it. So that annoys me about having like a whole house thing. So that, and the doc pro has the capacity to do it. So even in the UK, only 1% of homes have air conditioning. And with, unfortunately, with global warming, they're having more heat waves. They really just, there's no options to not have it. And so that's where it's benchmarked. Australia, a lot of those, you know, but there's a lot of places even in the U.S. that, you, you know, normally wouldn't need it. You want to sleep with the windows open, even North Carolina right now, it's it's wonderful there, but I still want it cold enough at night. So yeah. I don't need to have air conditioning on much later into the season. You know, just, you just save time without having that on all the time. In terms of spending money on stuff like this? Because I know, like I said, a lot of people probably listen to the show and they're like, oh, I can't afford all this stuff. You know, I'm like, I know I talk about all this cool shit all the time. Some of it's expensive. I don't think your technology is like a few hundred dollars, like whatever, eat out less for a couple months, like turn off your AC at night. You just save that money. But the other thing is I often for myself quantify things in terms of my performance. Yeah. Right. Like if I'm going to spend money on something, is it going to help me make more money because my performance is higher? And so to me, like almost beyond anything else that I do, if something helps my sleep, I'm just going to, I'm going to make more money because I'm going to have more energy and just be more focused. So in terms of like the categories of your like biohacking or health to invest in, I think sleep's probably the best one. Yeah. Yeah. We have that conversation with athletes all the time. So performance athletes, you figure they only, depending on the sport, they may only have a few years to make all of their money in the sport or be active. You know, their cognitive ability is better with sleep. So we're able to show if you can get to that two hours of deep sleep, their reaction time for baseball, you know, because we do a lot of coaching with baseball, you know, it's going to be faster and it's in that millisecond response. It's not in the broad brush response, but your ability to respond in a millisecond, you're that firing of your brain, it's actually 23% different. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're making a millisecond decision, that is a big difference of someone that slept well and didn't. And so sleep also over your lifetime, you know, we think about entire retirement and investing for retirement and saving. We talk about that with our younger athletes. You really say, when you sleep, you're saving for your health span. You're saving for that future. If you don't get deep sleep, you don't file memories, 
You build up protein in your brain, not good protein, the tau proteins that are attached to Alzheimer's, that doesn't get clean. So in deep sleep, your spinal fluid actually washes your brain because your brain is separate from the rest of your body and how its cleanliness is managed is different. And it only happens during deep sleep. So one for one, if you're not getting deep sleep, if you're not getting good sleep, your chances for all of those cognitive loss, all that bad mindful stuff that we want to have the rest of our lives. We don't want to not remember our husband or our kids. We're investing in that when we invest in sleep. And when we make sure we get deep sleep, whether you buy our product or not, sleep is absolutely the one thing to invest in, to take time on, to make sure you're measuring over the course of your life, because that will make a difference in the end. You reminded me of something. My my dad's mom, she lived to be 99 Wow. And my whole, I don't know, in my childhood, but definitely in my adolescence and into my 20s, she would talk to me constantly about how important sleep was. Granted, this is a time when I'm like playing in a rock and roll band, <laughs> doing tons of drugs, living in Hollywood. I mean, many nights over the course of a few years, I literally didn't sleep at all, let alone deep or REM. And I always thought, you know, that's nice. I love my grandma. Like, that's cute, you know, but she was always hammering on that. And then, you know, now I'm a little longer in the tooth and I'm like, oh, I get it. Right. It's (laughs) like, I could only go back to my twenties and listen to my grandma. God bless you, grandma. Thank you for trying to warn me wherever you are. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, and especially as you get older too, Mm -hmm. like when I was younger, yeah, I was partying little maniac. I didn't really notice, but now like, wow, my performance is, you know noticeably less if I don't get good sleep. We touched on EMF. Let's talk about that because I appreciate that you guys have been mindful about that. There's a lot of really great things that people come up with, inventions, technologies, et cetera. And they have benefits, but then especially in the kind of biohacking space, there's a lot of techie stuff that gets plugged in and has, you know, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth connectivity. A lot of things that people send me or pitch me on to, you know, talk about on the show or to put on my website. I just, I can't do it because it's EMF. And so if I don't want it around me, I can't, you know, give people a platform or promote something especially because my audience knows I'm so anti-EMF and so savvy about it, right? Mm -hmm. And I have an online course about EMF. It's like six, seven hours, I think, at this point of content. So you guys have done a couple cool things. Because I get asked about your products too from people that are like, yeah, what about the EMF? So let's demystify some of that. What I've noticed is, A, you have a grounded power cable, Mm -hmm. which is super cool. So there's not going to be an electric field coming off the actual cable that plugs it in the wall. It's going to be a lower electric field on the actual motorized part. There will inherently be, and correct me if I'm wrong anywhere along the line, with anything that plugs into a wall that has a motor, there's going to be a magnetic field that emanates Mm -hmm. from it. And I've tested the Uller, Mm -hmm. and I think it went out about two feet or Mm -hmm. something like that. So I just great. I just put it two feet away from the bed and there's no magnetic field. Same with the electric field, because this doesn't have to go under your bed. And then you've got the RF fields, which would be the connectivity to the app of the Bluetooth and or Wi-Fi. So I noticed last night when I plugged in the Doc Pro, I had to connect it to the Wi-Fi in the house. And I was like, oh, did these guys screw this up? We talked about this. And then it just it just wanted to do that so I could connect it. And then you just disconnect it and it goes on airplane mode. And now that unit is, I use the app to set all the settings I want, but then it goes airplane. And then so I can't now be in bed, which I would have done last night. 
when I woke up cold, I'm like, ah, shit, I turned off the EMF. So now I can't control it from the app. I would have to get up, turn on the Bluetooth. And that's that's why we put control on the unit. So that, you know, again, you're stuck. You're like, okay, I've disconnected it. You know, you can still up and down on and off like on there, but yeah, those advanced features you can on and off, you know, in your app and make those choices. We're all about those consumers getting a chance to choose how they interact with our product and keep all EMFs out of the bed surface. Yeah. We even went to the next step. Yeah. So what did I miss? This this is what I noticed, you know, but we actually inside our water flow path, because all this is like heating, cooling, using water. And we actually went so far in the water flow path to add an extra grounding lead from the grounding electrical cord to the grounding flow path of the water. So we're actually grounding the water as it's circulating. Oh, underneath no you. way. So cool. we haven't, we haven't gone to this point where we've measured like the grounding effect of the right. water flowing beneath you. Like the DC but current. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're yeah. like the whole time that water is flowing beneath you are actually grounding the flow path of that water. Like we are like committed to give the best emf free experience we can deliver and even doing things that are invisible we never talk about but like we're it's in our engineering approach to solve these problems of like how do we continue to evolve the product and what it does for people with minimizing any you know emf to the greatest extent we can yeah we have a fabulous like sci-fi-ish kind of room it's really like when you think of being covered in tinfoil so we've literally like in order to measure like every little inch of it, we've actually created a room where, you know, your cell phone's dead. There's, there's nothing oh, you going mean like a Faraday room, it's a yep. whole Faraday room. Oh, yes. cool. Yeah, metal so. floor, metal walls, metal ceiling. Really? Completely, yeah. Completely and, and then it no, has a tiny yeah, no hole window. so we can run electricity and then put it in there and then do measurements and, and wow. figure that out. But yeah, we've, we've taken it down to like d- dial it down to millivolts and being able to oh, really man. look at that. Thank you so much for doing that. And another another thing, just to clarify for people, I think you described how it works with the the mesh and these, you know, what used to be these veins of water. I think some people think, because I've gotten questions on this, that there's like electric wires going into yeah. the pad, like an electric blanket. I'm like, oh, no, God, no, no, no. There's not like, <laughs> by the way, if anyone listening, if you use an electric blanket, Ah, oh, please, for the love of God, stop. Those things are so yeah. bad for you. It's um, really either, awful. either stop using an electric blanket or just commit and get a sleeping bag and sleep under power lines because <laughs> it's basically the same. So like whichever one you want to do, either keep using an electric blanket or sleep under power lines. Because, you know, and so we don't often talk about this, but the chili pad also heats. I was so just like, going to say that. To, yeah, you don't have to sleep on an electric blanket was, if you're chronically cold and you have maybe low metabolism or you just maybe as you older or as you if get you older, just feel like you want cancer like right. like, like, it's like <laughs> right. it is it is no, like a cancer making thing those, those no, but like, what we ugh. what we've designed you know and i think you know that we've got another another competitor out there that's that's out there uh, promoting product and and some of some of the biohackers are talking about their product and you know competition does make you better sometimes but we work so hard to have on-device controls to have an EMF-free experience with both airplane mode. No one is required to have any electrical, anything in the bed or the mattress topper. We didn't really get into the, like, the serviceability, but our thing is really easy to take off the bed and wash. I think you set it up last yeah. night without instructions. You know, our whole commitment is like making usable product. Hey, we know we're not perfect. Our, people have had you know issues with their systems or maybe the, the pump is worn out over a period of time. We stand behind our stuff. We, we're always making things 
things better. And you know, this is definitely the but best. But we won't put EMFs made. in your bed, right? Yeah, I like th- I like that policy. I talked to that company Eight Sleep maybe yep. a year ago or something like that. And I did they make a whole mattress they that's do. like temperature controlled? They do. And I thought it was a cool idea, but then we went. And this is you know, I'm not trying to shit on them. I'm sure there's benefits to controlling the temperature even with that mattress that would outweigh some of the EMF exposure. It's probably a net positive, so good for them. But I'm just such an EMF freak. I elected at that time not to work with them because it would just go against my own kind of brand, you know? But I, you know, I was like, oh, this is exciting. This looks cool, you know, because I'm not like a competitive person. I don't think because I like what you guys do. I can't like anything else. It's like I like I have two different saunas. They both have different benefits, you know? But anyway, I talked to them or got an email. I was like, what's the deal with the EMF? Can you turn the whole thing off and just have it be cold? And they're like, well, no, but it's a really low RF reading, how the thing connects to the motherboard or whatever. And you can't turn it off and have it be functional. It's a safe level and it might be low and maybe it is safe to some people, but I just couldn't, I don't want any safe to me is zero, you know, yeah. there's yeah. already. It's, and it, it is, you know, it'll measure about a, a vacuum a vacuum cleaner being on. So, you know, compared to other household appliances, you know, it'd be your stuff, no, their stuff, oh, okay, that, that, okay. you know, that's, that's okay. So again, you know, it depends on what that per, you know, what What's you care, what you care about, but that's about, you know, we'll measure on the bed surface. That's, you know, about the EMF right. level you're going to get. Yeah. I don't want any electric field anywhere near my bed. And I've gone to great lengths to make sure that it's not. Actually, another cool thing to do with your stuff, a hot tip for people. I, how do I explain this? Okay, I have an EMF kill switch mm-hmm. on the circuits in my room. Mm-hmm. So there's like a remote. And when you go to sleep, click, you just, everything in your room goes dead. All the outlets, right? Mm-hmm. They just turn off. So there's no electric fields in there. But I want to, yours is the one thing I do want to plug in. So what I did in LA and I, you know, we haven't moved into our house here is I plugged it in, in the bathroom. And then I got a couple of your extension tubes, the water hoses and made <laughs> the extension tube like 15 feet long. <laughs> and then I just kept it in the bathroom, which yep. also made it, the new one's relatively quiet, but there is a fan and it also made it so we couldn't hear it because we had two of them running. It's kind of, yeah. it's a bit of a hum. So that's how we got, I mean, there's like literally zero <laughs> no, EMF our, in the yeah. bedroom. Our customer experience team hates those stories because they're like, because, you know, people complain it doesn't get cold enough or whatever their issues are. Well, you know, you're increasing thermal, you're decreasing thermal efficiency the longer it runs through tubes. But I put the, the Doc Pro on that. <laughs> Any day, yeah, like, you could, like yeah. go ahead. If you're it gonna was, do it, like do it. Even with, with like my 15 feet of hoses, it was still plenty cold. I mean, yeah. I never woke up hot or anything yeah. like no, that. No, no, you you're just gonna. The headroom is really, and that's why we designed the Doc Pro. Is that you need that headroom to get people cold enough again to achieve. We adapt to cold over time. So the longer you sleep on it, you may adjust, keep adjusting, want to adjust that cooler and having the headroom to be able to get cold enough. Uh, turns out being cold in the right time is pretty amazing. Back to that circadian rhythm. How do you reset after jet lag? How do you control that? The colder you can get that, the more and the more succinct and the faster you get there, that's, that's where you're going to get really great control of the sleep states. I love it. I can't wait to reset my schedule so I don't play myself like I did last <laughs> night. I was just, I was not expecting that. I mean, for people listening, this will come out pre-summer, but like if you live somewhere super hot, you, you won't have a problem with that anymore. Let me see. Okay, there's a couple things. I, I wanted to talk about how... 
What are some of the things, aside from not having our temperature regulated, but what are some of the main offenders in terms of things that will ruin your seat? We cover sleep, we cover blue light. What about alcohol, weed, eating windows, stuff that people might ingest that's going to actually ruin their sleep architecture or duration? So when we think about sleep, we talk about the three pillars of sleep. The things you need to manage, the things you need to think about are the levers you want to pull. One is mindset. So that's about being mindful, controlling that stress state, making sure you're peaceful. Um, behaviors is absolutely part of that. That's the second one. And then environmental. And those all have different levers within them. You know, weed, cannabis is one of those I get asked about all the time. And there's um, such a wide variation of what goes into, you know, you can't, you just say weed because the combinations and terrapins and, you know, it's a complex thing. But for the most part, if it's high THC, it's going to help relax you. But over time, you'll see that ruin your deep sleep. We work with that with veterans a lot and they'll use, you know, weed for pain or anxiety and it will hurt your sleep over time. So we want to use it as a tool. Alcohol is another thing. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, so many people used alcohol to fall asleep. It was chronic across the country on use of alcohol. I think other countries as well, and a lot of depression, but it's terrible for your sleep. Back to the Doc, doc Pro easy button. If you've misbehaved and you're out having fun with it and it's just one of those nights, definitely adjust the temperature down, but alcohol over time is also going to really hurt not only your metabolism and make it hotter to sleep, but it also can, it's just, it's really is a poison for your body. So it's about making sure you're understanding what your trade-offs are if you're using alcohol a lot. What it does for the other things. I haven't had a drink in a long time, but I, I remember going to bed drunk uh, a lot and always felt like like I passed out, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I passed out last night. I had a bunch of drinks. And then you feel like you slept all night, but I think there's a difference between being passed out and being asleep, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, there's no deep sleep in that. It's all that light sleep that we talked about that's just right. miscellaneous. You're technically out, you're technically unconscious, you know, but you're you're not getting great sleep at all. Good to know. Well, I don't have to worry about that one myself, but I know a lot of people, you know, and, well, and yeah, like to have a couple of cocktails and I'm happy for them. Yeah. But, yeah. It's not a problem. Just, yeah, just be smart about it. And again, if you're using temperature, you can mitigate most of it. You know, it can't stop chronic use of alcohol, obviously, and all those other factors, but you can get away with a fair amount if you just adjust your temperature lower. Noted. Okay, cool. What is this EBB Versa headband? You guys, I don't think you guys make it, but it's another uh, sleep so tool. It's, uh, what is so we merged with a company, Ab Therapeutics, oh. December of 2020. Excuse me. Yeah, December of 2020. So a little over a year ago, year and a half ago. And basically it, it cools the prefrontal cortex. So they had designed, actually got an FDA approval for insomnia therapy to help people fall asleep. What we like about the device is not putting EMFs on your forehead all for eight hours while you sleep. We think that's bad. But we do think that there's a use case for traveling. We think there's a use case for downregulating. There's a, it's sort of an intermittent use and it does a lot of cool stuff about just basically cooling your prefrontal cortex. So slow the racing mind. So I'm sure your grandma would appreciate, you know, that keeping the cool head it turns yeah, out that yeah. keeping a cool head actually settles you down. It it does, you know, move you away from that stress response to a more relaxed state. It won't totally flip you, but it will help you unwind. So it is helpful. Our athletes will often use it because you warm up your body. You're also warming up your head when you warm up. So if you're going to an athletic event, but you still want a high cognitive self, keeping your head cool will help you have a better 
cognitive response rate. And so that's where that's really powerful there. But again, if you can cool your core body, that's going to trigger your brainstem response to sleep. And that is more powerful still. But if you have a hard time falling asleep, you have high anxiety, you want to have something you can travel with for short periods of time, it does freeze the heck out of your that's um, cool. Yeah, we see a lot of people I use it for migraine, that. migraine relief as well. I so bet. if you just want to kind of hide in a dark room. So it run does it run on batteries? It does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So the EMF you're talking about would be whatever the is TEC running is the little right motor there. in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. That's pretty cool though. I, I I've noticed if I've ever felt a little panicky getting in an ice bath or a cold shower, just putting cold water on my head. Like it really does calm yeah. you down. <laughs> like it, if it, you're it, getting a bit fiery. Yeah, like that. it's actually, I, it's a, it's a, it's an ingrained response. Right. So if you ever are stressed out to, to splash cold water on your face, cool your frontal face, even put an ice pack right on your chest, it'll trigger your vagus nerve and you actually will get a more relaxed response almost immediately. So that it, the cooling thing, cooling is just really powerful from a physics perspective, taking entropy out of anything is going to help settle something down. It's a core value of the universe. If you can cool something down, you're going to be able to settle something down, take energy out of it. I'm thinking about that term hot headed. Oh, he's really hot headed. You know, it's like, yeah, when you're super pissed and triggered, your whole head feels like it's on fire. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Okay. Todd's laughing because he gets hopping up and down mad yeah. when he gets yeah. laughing. Really? I could be a hothead occasionally. Do you, yes. Does your head turn red? Oh, it has. Yeah. yeah. It has. I mean, because you don't have hair. So, like, no. you'd really be able to see the coloration oh, in its full And there's color. no hiding yeah. it when he's yeah. angry. It's, yeah. it's very clear. The only person in the universe that can make you literally hopping mad is Tara. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a special quality she that's, has. That's, yeah. that's, that's the power of, like, relationship, I guess. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. When you really know someone, I think that... You know, you, you there's a different level of boundary you have in a relationship mm-hmm. when you love and know someone intimately, right? And then that also can mean that they annoy the shit out of you <laughs> and vice versa. Yep. Another thing I wanted to mention to people that could be useful is that you guys, because I was just, I haven't been on your site in quite a while and I was going on there today. You have these uh, certified renewed units on mm-hmm. there, which yep. were considerably less expensive yeah. for people that, you know, can't yeah, so the full. What's up with that? Yeah, a couple of things. One, so all of the units, when they come back to us, if they're either someone didn't love it or they wanted to trade it out or they wanted to upgrade to the Doc Pro, every control unit we get back, we refurbish. So if it's if we can refurbish it to like new, we'll sell it as a, as a re- new renewed unit, a refurbished unit. And if we can't refers it to, to, to like new, but it's still functional. We'll donate it. Has a it. Com- cosmetic blemish or, yeah, or something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, or if it's maybe two years old or we have kind of a date on, we'll actually donate that to first responders. So like in the last 18 months, we donated over a million dollars of product to first responders. Wow. So yeah, veterans we, and first responders. Wow. Yeah, so we use like whatever comes back to us, we'll launder and service the bedding and we'll refurbish the control units and either we'll resell it if it can make it like new, a new pad and then a refurbished control unit or we'll donate it to people that need better sleep to do their jobs and make us wow. safe and Super you know, cool. take care of us. So I'll give you a little business tip, guys. The refurbished ones that you can't tell that they've been used, you could just repackage them and sell them as new. I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, we yeah, we're, we, we've, we've no, had I'm all kinds of internal debate. Well, obviously, no. I'm obviously just yeah. kidding. I, yeah. 
it tells me that you have integrity because you've done this instead of just like, ah, they won't know, you know. So. Well, and like, yeah, we, we can, in part of the warm up conversation, like, do be our best selves, right? Like, we don't want to yeah. see like stuff going to a landfill. We want to see things reuse it, right? Totally. Reduce, reuse, recycle from that kind of mantra of like, hey, let's, let's put stuff back in, in, in motion. So we do have discounted prices for people with price points and issue. We've set up payment plans. We're trying to do everything we can to make this tech affordable. And a lot of people, that's why we have a 30 day money back guarantee like let's just try it like we will we even pay return shipping like there's literally no risk if someone wants to try it for 30 days if you don't love it we'll give you your money back like we want people to sleep better that's our focus and we if we do run our business right we're going to make money because like that's our scorecard but it's not like make money first and then hopefully our customers will keep buying from us it's like no 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 buy from us if we can't change your sleep we shouldn't get paid for it we'll we'll give you your money back like that's kind of our approach to I love that approach I probably don't have to tell you this but there's a lot of confusion about air purifiers And I've tried a bunch of them over the years, and it's been really tough to weed through the hype to find the best. And I got to say, my current favorite is by far the Air Doctor. They use an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses, plus other nasties like pollen, dust, and smoke. It also captures particles and chemicals, including a wide range of pollutants like gases and formaldehyde. I also love how quiet they are. In fact, 30% lower noise level than other companies. And the Air Doctor filters also have something called Auto Mode, which is a feature that uses a laser sensor to detect air quality and automatically adjust to the correct filtration level as well as a clean filter notification, which takes the guesswork out of maintenance. So it's kind of a one or done thing here. Plus, they did something really smart with the dim mode, which turns off all of the indicator lights so it doesn't blast you with a blue light at night. I was really stoked to find that feature. And if you're wondering why I'm so hyped on this, I got to tell you, air filtration is incredibly important because indoor air can be two to five or even up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air according to EPA research. And sadly, we Americans, at least, spend 90% of our time indoors. Well, hopefully, if you listen to this podcast, you are inside much less. But you still deserve clean air inside all of the time, especially when you sleep. So visit airdoctorpro.com Luke right now, and you can save up to $300 on any of their three size units. That's airdoctorpro.com Luke. Check it out. I wish more businesses in all sectors <laughs> did that. A lot of businesses done like take the money and run, right? Kind of, it's yeah. stupid. Actually, it's stupid just from, from me, at least according to me. It's not a, sustainable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For if you want to like really scale a company and you want to have lifetime value customers yep. that mm-hmm. are interested in, because you guys are innovating yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got this thing now and that thing now. Like, if I was the customer that you pissed off, I don't care if you come up with 20 new things in the next couple right. of years, I'm not buying any of them because I had right. a bad experience. Yep. So super cool. All right, you guys, I think I've, I think I've covered just by everything. Awesome. I Oh no, I didn't psych. I noticed also you guys are up to, you're very busy. You have now some sheets and mattress covers and different things like that. And then the, like for the bedding that's compatible with what you do. And also with the, the actual 
pads that carry this cold or warm or hot water. What have you guys done in terms of, you know, the materials, the off-gassing and stuff like this? Like I've been pretty hardcore whenever possible with using organic sheets and being mindful of flame retardants. And in the bed, I've done my very best to make sure that it's as non-toxic of an environment as possible. How are you guys navigating the actual materials part of it, aside from just temperature? So the Doc Pro specifically on that product, it's our first bedding product that's coming out as a mattress pad that meets the mattress pad flame retardancy requirements with no chemicals. So there's no added chemicals to it. It's it's as natural as it could be. Now, we're not using all natural fibers, so I don't want to mislead, mislead anyone. We're but working on that. We're using uh, urethane urethanes versus some other people that are using PVCs in it. PVCs are terrible for the environment. They last 10,000 years. They off-gas like crazy. If you're in a PVC factory, you can smell it from like miles away. Urethane wow. is much, much more friendly, both for the environment and for, for the user. So urethane membranes and no FR in the Doc Pro pad or the Chili Pad Pro. On our sheets and other things, we're using pre-washed materials. So everything we're doing is to keep the toxins out of it. So there is still the way we're dyeing the material as with all, there's some, you have to put the dyes in to get the coloring, but we do have them all washed. So no FR chemicals, we're using YSL material. So it has an all natural component, a natural cooling effect. They're really, really well designed. You know, people struggle to get great sheets or to, to make sure that they're getting ones that will last and and have a cooling effect. We're, we're trying to do the right thing to to deliver deliver more products to, to make keep our customers happy. So the mattress pad is another one. We know that with, as you, your body naturally gives off a pint of fluid a night. And if you're sleeping with a chili pad or Doc Pro in a high humidity environment with a high Delta T, there's a chance you have condensation. So we want to give people tools to to kind of manage, keep the moisture out of their mattress. And even with the mattress protector, it's got highly breathable sides. It's just to put the urethane or the 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 waterproof portion on the top of the bed. And so the rest of the bed still breathes really well because keeping natural air movement is essential to managing that the humidity and the temperature right. in the bed, the cool. moisture in the bed. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. The, uh, the breathability is such a huge issue. I mean, going back to the temperature, I'm thinking about, you know, traveling and sleeping on memory foam mattresses mm-hmm. or even my, my old mattress that was like a natural latex mattress. <laughs> it's just like... You, it seems like you hit a saturation point of temperature and then all of a sudden you're just cooking. It's yeah. like you're just like, it's like those little bubbles absorb and they go. Is that what it is? Yeah. You're the like li- a boiled frog. You're like, oh, this feels great. It's so soft. And then, you know, two hours into sleep, <gasps> waking up with yeah. hot sweats, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So the base of the material carry, it reaches its th- heat carrying capacity. So it's like a heat sink for the first couple hours and it feels great. And then it's the moment it's done, it can't saturate, take any more heat. That's when it feels like it's re- radiating the heat back at you. Now it's hot. So right. the mattress, now you're sleeping on a hot thing. You know, we talk about the sleep cave and that's like <laughs> all of us love a cool sleep, but the reality is you get to bed and you're sleeping in probably a thermal, something that's absorbing heat. And then you're putting blankets on top of you. And the more artificial materials, the worse you are off to having a natural maintain, you know, being able to naturally maintain your temperature. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited when, when we move in this house, I've got two different mat, you know, we have two beds because sometimes one of us can't sleep or need to mm-hmm. get up at a different time. So we have the Essentia mattress coming mm-hmm. oh, yeah, really like a natural, I mean, super organic, guys, yep. Yep. just amazing mattresses. I've been wanting one forever. And then the Holy Grail of the Samina sleep system. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been wanting more. I did a like a 45 minute documentary on that bed. It's so, it's so cool uh, many years ago. So we're going to have like my two favorite beds in there, but I still don't know, like 
how they're going to sleep temperature wise. So mm-hmm. I'm yep. thankful you guys did what you yep. do. So I don't think they're going to be like particularly no, hot. More natural materials are, are again, are going to respond better, way right? better. They're not going to absorb and then reflect back. You know, it just, the more natural you can sleep, you know, we, we joke about sleeping like a caveman in general, the, the closer you get to that, the the better you're going to sleep minus the rocks. No one wants to sleep. Yeah. No, yeah. you may get some questions for people that have Samina beds that the grounding pad, our product is totally compatible with it. So we've done the testing that if you put the grounding pad beneath our thermal layers, that has no impact, that has the same efficacy of the grounding oh, cool. effect of that grounding pad. So not a problem. We're doing the research. We know how it interacts Dude, with all the different good components. Thinking. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, well, I like uh, what you were saying about you're actually grounding the water. And yeah. I'm sure you guys will get around to measuring this, but I would think that your pad that with the grounded water is going to be producing a DC current. It, yeah. yeah. I, I right? would think so. We just it haven't, does. yeah, we haven't done the that's, testing. Because that's like, that's the purpose of grounding, right? right? Mm-hmm. Is to get that DC current. When we installed the uh, the ice bath, the Morosco Forge ice bath at my house, I was like, of course, paranoid about EMFs because it plugs in and then you're <laughs> in the water. It had a crazy high level of DC current, which is amazing. So it's like ultra grounded because yeah. mm-hmm. it's metal. And then that metal oh, is grounded into the ground wire of the wall and great. we were like yes not only is it not emf so but it's church. Yeah, yeah it's just like it's the best emf from the planet so mm-hmm. that's that's super cool water and conductivity is water, really fascinating water is like absolutely like you know if we joke not that even buy lottery tickets but you know what what would you do if like someone handed you a billion dollars i'd be researching water it's most fascinating element ever it, it is, is so cool and the things you can do with water and i think everything on the planet is headed towards we need to figure out water sooner rather than later we're doing it all wrong we're treating water terribly and we need to figure that out but i know yeah I yeah mean, i just did a podcast a solo cast last week all about water and as it was going to be one mega episode and then i started making the manuscript and it was going to be like three hours <laughs> it's basically, <laughs> basically like a short book that i put together and i'm like this is going to be two or three episodes and then i started finding all these other water experts I want to interview. Yeah, it's, it is nonstop. Water is fascinating. Hey, speaking of water, this will be a fun thing to close on. If I'm not mistaken, your dad, Todd, invented the waterbed. Do my I have uncle, that right? Your my, uncle. My mom's, my mom's brother. Like my literally uncle. came up with the idea and like- it's It tried. was a jello chair to start, to be fair. <laughs> a jello <laughs> chair? I want a jello. <laughs> that idea yeah. I like. The yeah. waterbeds it, didn't turn out as well as I would have He's got all kinds of crazy stories. Awesome guy, serial entrepreneur, uh, lives, he's, he's always been near water his whole life. Spent, you know, grew up on boats. But yeah, he has, he's the original patent holder for the waterbed invented 51 years ago. Wow. Yeah, so pretty cool. I'm old enough to remember those. And they were sort of positioned as a luxury item, Mm -hmm. you know, like it would be a wealthier kid's parents that had them, you Mm -hmm. know, and you'd kind of play around on them and stuff. But from what I recall, and no offense to your, your uncle and his brilliance and the idea... I recall not so good for sleeping, actually. Like, uh, well, there was the moving yeah. around, yeah. you know, it's like, it's hard to be yeah. still. He was kind of groovy. He he kind of walks like that. So he kind of liked the, the ergonomic uh, yeah, I, groove I think, of it. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on which vintage of waterbed. So it started with like a pleasure pit. The pleasure pit was the pleasure pit, right? It really okay. had, wasn't so much about sleep. I think in his, he had like 30 something patents. He eventually patented all kinds of different versions of waterbed. They did, his, his old premise was like sleep in the bed, not on the bed. And there's a lot of 
like there's a lot of benefit to that it's like let the bed surround you and take the pressure off you and so uh, okay. they eventually got to the point where the the modern water beds actually did a pretty good job supporting you and were pretty pretty good beds but there was there was some uh, sketchy times in the middle that you, you were sleeping on a big bag of water well, yeah he right, designed it right. you know in san francisco in the the height of 70s, of yeah. 70s. Oh, so funny. you know it, it was definitely a groovy time like a swinger bed okay i see bit. where you're going with this i was bit. way too young to even catch that that went <laughs> that went over my head but i just remember like if you're on it and someone sits on it or lays on it boing then yeah. you oh, yeah. pop up oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, weight balance yeah, yeah. I'm like how do you sleep? and then there was things too where people would actually puncture them and mm-hmm. flood their house or something oh, like yeah. that you know oh all kinds but of you froze stories. your tail off if it didn't have its heater on so again right. the power of water is is really powerful and he did harness that for sure i wanted to know what what happened to the gel chair thing or what? so <laughs> that when sounds... that leaks you get sticky nasty stuff all over <laughs> so the floor. He, he, he invented it it was part of his thesis project for he was university of san francisco design school and you know he started with the gel chair trying to find just funky furniture everyone has a furniture project they have to do pretty much out of design school okay. right so he started with the gel chair and, and i think it was like 300 pounds and i think if i don't if i understand the story correctly they ended up like throwing it out of their their third story bedroom window on hayden ashbury street so oh. it was like classic I and mean, that was like epicenter hippie hippiness so yeah it didn't work out the gel chair was it's hard to move around a 300 pound piece of chair and i think literally it did have jello i think it was literally a, a, wow. a jello filled wow. i'm chair. a supporter but, i like the idea yeah, um, that could be fun because yeah. i'm really good at sitting <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys so want to remind everyone you can find the show notes for this episode and any codes and stuff we'll just put everything there at lukestory.com slash sleep i got one last question for y'all uh, and you can each answer it's a three-parter. Who have been three teachers or teachings that have influenced you, your life, your work that you might share with us? So mine are probably all very science skewed. And it it's has become he has become for a lot of people sort of icon Nikola Tesla, mostly from a patent perspective. He's I've got his quote actually on my desk of the and I'm gonna paraphrase it so I don't get it wrong, but it the job of a scientist is is not to change the world. It's to plant seeds so that the world can be changed as it should. And I do believe, you know, how he went about scientifically looking at things, figuring things out, it was just phenomenal. A lot of his patents today are still actually behind the scenes by the government. They won't release all of them. He had insights into mobile phones and things well before anyone else. And the sense of the future really, really requires you to think well ahead, to think across science disciplines. He did all of that really well. So huge fan. He unfortunately wasn't treated very well with patents, but he should be respected for all that all that he did for science. It's pretty phenomenal. Agreed. Yeah. He got pretty screwed over, right? He did. A lot of he people really screwed in jacked the end. his stuff. Yeah. But just amazing, amazing brain. That's funny you mentioned that. I'm just gonna I just want to interject really quick. I was listening to a gentleman who channels being called a Bashar, I think is the name mm-hmm. yesterday. And someone was asking, what about, you know, and he's like an alien kind of off world type mm-hmm. uh, entity, this Bashar. And people listening to my show won't even be phased by that. <laughs> I'm just like, I know it sounds crazy. But anyway, it was it, he was saying some really interesting stuff. But he someone in the audience asked, what about free energy? Like, why haven't you guys, being these ETs, like given us access to technology so that we don't have to have cell towers everywhere and things like that? Mm-hmm. And Bashar, the entity, answered, we already have. We gave it to this guy, Tesla. Mm-hmm. And you guys fucked it up. Yeah. 
But you could be carrying data on essentially like a harmonic of the Schumann resonance yeah. and yep. not have all this. It's totally here, available. You could do it anytime. This guy, Ener- yeah. Nikola Tesla, got it right and you guys kind of blew it. So we're going to just, that's all you get for now, basically, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. 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 Energy is, energy is definitely my thing. I, I actually went to school for physics for fusion energy, you know, oh, changing wow. the world from an energy perspective right there next to water. And I do feel like water has certain things to unlock in that energy realm that we haven't tapped into yet. But as far as other mentors, Lawrence Doyle, who worked under Carl Sagan and the SETI project and sort of the universe and cosmos was by far probably my greatest mentor. We spent a lot of time talking about time and heat and entropy, which turns out to be part of the end result in a doc pro. But when you think about how the universe ages, it's a not time by itself. It's time and heat. Time is a horrible variable by itself. It should never be set by itself. It should always be paired with something in order to have relevant you know, matter to whoever you are. So talk about general relativity. It all has to have things tied to it. Time needs to be anchored and it's anchored to heat when it talks about the age of the universe. So anytime we can take energy out and keep things cooler, we're actually slowing down entropy. We're slowing down the universe. And he was a big part of of letting me be me on my energy journey. Cool. That's two. That's two. Well, it's Carl Sagan before him, but I, I feel like I've taken a big chunk of it. That's I could okay. go on and on. I have, I have, I have a, a long, a long list. So I probably should let, let that's, Todd, Todd that's do That's totally this. acceptable. So, okay. so I'm like the antithesis of Tara's long list, which is probably why we work so well together. You know, for me, it's all about who who's influenced me at my moment of time. Like right now, I have to say that I've had kind of a somewhat infrequent but meaningful interaction with Rick Rubin, which has been amazing. So I don't know if you've spent any time yeah, with him. I know yeah. you have a relationship cool. with him, but very cool. You know, guy. I think I think he, he loves the the chili yeah, sleep technology. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, you know, actually, it was it was Dave actually, Osprey. Actually, it's funny, dude. I remember going to his house in Malibu, which subsequently burned down. It was yeah. an incredible oh freaking house. So cool. But he had a, I think it was the first chili pad on both right. sides of the bed. And that might've been the first time I was like, oh, you can have two different temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Super cool. Anyway. So just, you know, he's a guy that what's amazing about being in around him or being in his presence and even communication to some extent, it's uh, it's the first person I've ever been around where like you just want to be your best self because there's enough there's enough pause in the interaction. There's enough, there's enough silence or quietness that there's a sense of like who you are and who you could be. And uh, I think that there's some, there's an incredible value. And for me, it was transformative to a great extent of being able to be around someone that just expects greatness from people and not greatness from like, you know, from an ego standpoint, just expects each individual person to be their best self. And, and he, I'm sure he describes it a different way, but my interaction with him, that was definitely something that I, I, I took away from it was every every interaction i ever had with them was just amazing and even just email correspondence whatever it's just there's just pleasantness and enjoyment that goes from those interactions and then i really feel like you know obviously i I love working with tara she's she's been sort of inspiration in my life about how you can have a vision for things i grew up and my i don't i'm not going to blame it on my parents but i never learned to dream 
I, I just don't, I didn't think of like the future. I didn't have a futuristic version of myself. It was very sort of in, in, very present, but not futuristic thinking. And I think that's one of the things that I, that I appreciate working with Tara of like her sense of the vision and how she can feel things. But, you know, I, I'm very much listened to what I need. I always have the things I need when I need them, but I don't really have a, a roster of the people most influential in my life per se. Yeah, well, those are two good ones. And you got some major points shouting out the wife, bro. I know, I was going <laughs> to I mean, say. I got to remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. It's funny, when I ask people that question, oftentimes it it's like, you know, their parents or, yeah. you know, their uncle or something like that. And then sometimes it's like Buddha, Jesus, Nikola Tesla. You know, sometimes they're these monumental figures, yeah. but oftentimes I think the people that we learn the most from are just the people that we're close with. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. if we're close to people we like, that should be how it goes. Awesome. All right. I think we've done it, guys. I think so. Thank this you has so been much. really fun. Yeah, likewise. I'm so glad you got to join us for this round. And uh, thank you guys for making the time to come here live in the studio. It's always better that way. Mm-hmm. Living in Austin has been pretty good for that. Most yeah. people are going to pass through at some point or they'll come here to do it. So thank you so much. And can't wait for more people to discover what you do and see your next innovations. You guys are, like I said, I haven't been on the site in a while. And I was like, damn, they've been productive. There's all kinds of cool stuff yeah, coming. So Yeah, you'll have to it. check out our new site. You can see it on our branding, but sleep.me is our new site oh, by okay. September. They'll combine and kind of match all of the branding parts, but you'll see meditations cool. and yoga nidra and things starting to pop up there. Maybe we can even entice you to uh, do content for us at some time there, I but that is, that is our future state. Every me needs to sleep amazing and sleep easy and accessible so for you everyone. guys are evolving into like a whole sleep brand it's all yep. sleep yeah yeah that's right. yeah everything cool. that's sleep love it dude and thanks for the t-shirt now i have the sleep me Perfect. t-shirt as well freeze your ass off yep are you guys going to paleo effects yes we'll be there okay cool yep. yeah. so i will see you guys there for those listening pretty much everyone that's been on the show in the health space is going to be at paleo effects so if you want to meet these two you could probably come and Absolutely. meet them there because i think be there. i'm pretty sure this will come out before that event Great. so hopefully yeah. i got that and then they can touch and feel the doc bro if yep. they want it's the last yeah April. that's what i did at the last conference i was like "Ooh, this thing looked cool yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for coming awesome. in. Thanks so much. Okay. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Well, that's it for episode 405, guys. Tune in next week for episode 406, taking the doom out of dating to find authentic connection and healthy love with Mark Groves. That's an incredible episode. And I'm hoping that uh, you learned a lot about sleep hygiene and different practices in this conversation. And I got to say, out of all the things I've done, uh, nothing has helped me personally more than improving the temperature in my sleep environment. So those of you that feel inspired to check out some of the Sleep Me products that Todd and Tara talked about, you can go to lukestory.com slash docpro. They gave you 10% off with the code LUKE10 on their new docpro system, which I just got, and it's freaking fantastic. Or you can get 22% off all of their other units with the code LUKE22. And as they talked about in this interview, they also have refurbished models that are considerably less expensive. So uh, I think this is a great investment, and I'm stoked that they offered you guys some sweet discounts there. All right, before closing, let's tip our hat to our awesome sponsors, without whom this podcast would literally not be possible. We've got Inside Tracker. Timeline Nutrition, Organifi, and Air Doctor. Four great brands, four very useful products, and I am happy to promote them because they're all amazing. All right, I've got an upcoming event. I would love to meet you guys in person with naked faces and smiles and all. Join me at Paleo Effects here in Austin, Texas, April 29th through May 1st. 
To get your tickets, go to lukestory.com slash events. And with that, my friends, I'll be back in your eardrums next week with Mark Groves. Mm-hmm.